The Mike Morgan Podcast, guaranteed to make you laugh. Not a guarantee. Good evening and welcome to the Mike Morgan Podcast. With me, of course, Mike Morgan. What's happening, everybody? I was very cocky last week. I was flying high last week on my podcast, wasn't I? Boasting about scoring goals and going to open mics, getting compliments. And I've been humbled this week. Beautifully humbled this week. My child, I'm absolutely wrecked for my daughter, right? So we've got her a couple of toys. Uh, there's songs on the, to- on the toys now, like, and they make no sense, these songs. But it's all that she'd listen to. Like, like she has these songs now, and it's like, do you believe you could be a purple monkey in a bubblegum tree? It's stupid, like. It's not teaching our children anything. First off, I asked Jessica, no such thing as a bubblegum tree. And purple monkeys definitely don't exist. So what is she listening to, like? Absolute bollocks, like. You're teaching her nothing. The song should be going, like, E equals MC squared, or the capital of Canada is Ottawa. Teach her some fucking shit, like. Do you know what I mean? Capital gains is 33%. You and me... You and me, do you know what I mean? Give her some, like, rhyme all you want, but give her some golden nuggets in between that she needs, like profit and loss accounts and stuff like that, the Dow Jones, I don't know, whatever kind of stuff that I don't understand. Teach them that in songs. But what is worse than all this music is, uh, and I'm sure every parent will agree with me, is that all these songs are just getting stuck in my head and they won't go. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the time now, like, I'd be walking around, there'd be music that I'd like in my head or some catchy songs. Do you know what I mean? To the window, to the wall. Just going on in my head. All day, some rap music or some hip-hop going on in my head. Nah, do you believe you could be... I'm just driving a car now, and that's on repeat in my head. Do you know? Now I'm going to sleep. That song's in my head. Now I'm going to sleep. I'm having dreams, boys. I'm having dreams, boys and girls, I'm having dreams about purple monkeys in bubblegum trees, right? I had a dream last night, eight hours, this was my dream, okay? And it was very lucid, is that a word you would use? Vivid, I, that's definitely a word you'd use, about a dream. I was there, lads, right? So, I'm in a forest, meet a purple monkey, swear my life I meet a purple monkey. This ain't like, uh, it's head right. I even know in my dream that this is a dream. I'm like, this is fucked up, because I know, even in a dream, that there should be no purple monkeys. Purple monkey, anyway... I see a bubblegum tree, and this will tell you how bad my imagination. It was just a normal tree that was sticky. That's all it was. That's all a bubblegum tree was in my head, like, do you know what I mean? So, anyway, in my dream, and the, the purple monkey, right? There's hundreds of purple monkeys in the tree, but one purple monkey comes up to me and goes, Tag, you're it. And I have to play tag with these monkeys. And they're all, like, disappearing into the bubblegum tree. I don't know this bubblegum tree. They live in this bubblegum tree all the time. So, like, they know all the nooks and crannies, where to hide. They're faster than me. They're swinging. So, for eight hours last night, got a good, decent eight hours, right? But I'm just chasing purple monkeys in a bubblegum tree over this shitty song that my daughter keeps fucking listening to. That's what's happening in my dream. I'm chasing them. I'm fucking... Di- I, can't, I don't know about you guys, but I can't run in my dreams. I'm not fast. I can't fly. I know a lot of people can fly in their dreams. I can't. I'm slower in my dreams. I can't jump. I I woke up, lads, absolutely shattered. Shattered. It was like I was just out my back running around catching monkeys all night long. Because that's what I was doing in my dream. I woke up, lads, and I was broke up. Like, absolutely broke up chasing monkeys for eight hours. Didn't catch one of them. I didn't catch one of them. Like, the monkey literally goes, Tag, you're it. Knew my name as well. I was like, Mike, Tag, you're it. And I didn't catch one of them for fucking eight hours. And what's worse than that, I had to bring my daughter then down to the toy that she loves so much that plays that song. And then it started all over again. Do you believe you could be 
a purple monkey in a bubblegum tree and she's laughing to the song and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to kick this yoke into the wall. Like, what? Like it's taken over my life. Is this a dream now? I'm going back to this, uh, what, what's it called? When you have a dream and you can't wake up. I was actually going on about it on the first ever episode of the podcast. What's that called again? Uh... I don't know what it's called. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about anyway. I didn't know, was it a dream or not a dream when I'm awake with my daughter now when they're playing that song. I'm just going to drift back into it, like, you know. But a lot of people get that, I think, very vivid and lucid dreams. Um, Now, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, so I wouldn't really know about it. But people that go on, let's say, a three-day bender, and the night then they stop drinking, they'll have the craziest dreams. Same goes for smoking cannabis. That is something I would know about. I remember I smoked from the age of about 14, 15 to the age of 22 every single day, and I swear to God, I didn't have a single dream in those eight years. Not a single dream. I think people that can smoke weed can relate to this. I don't know what it is, whatever it does to your brain anyway. You you will have dreams, but you won't remember them. You'll just go into such a deep sleep, it goes to a point in your dreams that you... I don't know, I just didn't have a dream in eight years, right? And then I went off weed, just cold turkey, for let's say... I went off actually cold turkey for about two, two years at the time. But let's say the first two weeks. So my brain had not had cannabis in multiple years right when I was 21 22 and I went off cannabis and for the first two weeks it was like my brain was playing catch-up with all my dreams it's like Mike you haven't dreamt in eight years so what we're going to do we're going to give you the weirdest fucking dreams you've ever that's going to feel so real you're not it's going to absolutely crumble you like do you know lads I was having the weirdest dreams lads the weirdest dreams like the type of dreams you wake up and go oh my god thank god that was a dream like do you know You'll be dealing with shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, like, problems that you never dealt with, that you should have been dreaming about, they're coming back to you, something that happened to you when you were 17, coming to you in a dream, it's so fucking... This is the dreams you should have been having when you were 17, but you didn't because you were smoking so much cannabis, now you're having them at 22, all at the same time. And I remember they became... I remember, right? So at the time when I gave up cannabis, I was working a night shift where I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? And I remember what I used to do, I used to wake up, go to the petrol station, there's a 24-hour petrol station on my way to work, and I'd get a coffee. And that's all I'd do. Every night going to work, which was morning, yeah, every morning going to work, even though it was 3 o'clock in the morning, I would stop and get a coffee at the, the night hatch in the petrol station in Mallow. And I remember my dreams were catching up with me so much, right? I had this dream. I didn't know it was a dream. This is how boring it was now at the time, right? I got up, I got up, right? Got into, Got changed, brushed my teeth, got into my car, drove to the petrol station, got a coffee, drank the coffee, showed up at work, bang, woke up back in bed. I actually started bawling, crying. I was like, really? Really? I have to do all that again? Nothing cool happened in the dream. There was no purple monkeys or anything. I literally just did what I was supposed to do and what I do every morning for work. Lads, it started catching up with me, lad. I swear to God that that was no joke that few weeks of my life, lad. Just trying to catch up with sleep and... Oh, lad, the psychological issues it had, lad, from actually coming down from it, lad. I remember waking up. I had already gone to the petrol station. I had already done this in my mind, but I hadn't done it. It was all a dream. I just dreamt I went to the petrol station and went to work. I woke up, lad, and I was so frustrated. I just remember bawling, crying, going, do I really have to do this shit again? I remember driving to the petrol station then. This is real life. Getting a coffee. And I'm like, is this fucking real? Is this even real? Am I going to wake up now back in bed? Like, oh, lad, it was one of the worst days I ever put down. Worst days ever I put down, lad. I remember actually getting up going, oh, <laughs> bawling, crying, like, that. it just got to me, boy. Just had to let it all go. 
I don't know. I didn't even mean to talk about that in the podcast, but yeah, yeah, that was those were weird dreams and a weird moment when I went cold turkey off cannabis. But that was eight years every day doing the dog in it, so it was bound to catch up with me at some point anyway. You know, so if you're going doing it, doing like everything in moderation, folks. Uh, yeah, with everything. Now, I have no experience with, like, I never took the piss with alcohol that much and all that kind of stuff. But with cannabis, it's it can be used very good. I'm a big fan of cannabis if you use it in moderation. And uh, like that, the only thing with cannabis, it sucks motivation out of people. It makes everything go, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then eight years later, you never did that thing. Do you know? Like, even getting a haircut's a problem when you smoke cannabis every day. It's like, oh, I couldn't be fucking bothered. It just makes you content with doing nothing. Do you know that kind of way? And uh, so if you do smoke cannabis, just be careful of that. Like, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it comes from the ground. It's all that I promote it. I, I'm not a big fan of drink. To be honest, do what you want. I think drink is the worst. <laughs> I think that people do mental shit after drink and become monsters after drink. So that's why I'd be more of a... Prom- I won't promote cannabis. Everybody's different. It just suits me better than drinking. But, um, yeah. It's it, that's what definitely happened to me. I I smoked every day for eight years. Didn't have any dreams, but made my life lackadaisy for eight years. Like I never tried. I didn't even do comedy till I gave up cannabis. Do you know what I mean? I always wanted to do comedy, but there was a voice in the back of my head going, "Ah, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it the next day." And also insecurities uh, check in as well when you do cannabis. There'll be voice not voices, but like, do you know what I mean? You'll be like, "Ah, oh, don't do that," and maybe you're not good enough. And do you know what? Stay here, smoke a joint, and watch TV. Don't do anything out of the way. Do you know? But the moment you give up cannabis, then you started, I started dealing with all the issues I should have dealt with when I was a teenager and when I was like, you know, 15, 16, 17. I, I was actually, I, lots of shit would happen and I deal with it by just smoking cannabis and never actually uh, owning up to it and facing my demons. And that's what happened to me in those couple of weeks when I went off, the first few weeks when I went off cannabis. Then after that, I, I, was, I was brilliant. But the first few weeks, I, my dreams were crazy. Uh, I couldn't sleep. And when I could sleep, then my dreams were crazy. And uh, it was just dealing with all the stuff that I had put off with. And anybody that do, does smoke cannabis, I'm sure you will agree with me, um, that it does suck motivation from people. So be very wide of that. I'm, I'm always careful of that in the sense that... Um, do you know, working, comedy, all that kind of stuff, I really want to, like, that takes a lot of motivation to do so. If you're smoking cannabis all the time, it's not going to get done. Do you know that kind of way? So, um, and I'm sure the same is with drink and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just be wide of it. But everybody's different. I know people that can go out four nights, five nights of the week, and they're fucking grand, and they can do their job and extra, and they're a, a fucking beacon of hope to the community they're a fucking do you know what I mean an absolute stalwart in the community and they're, they just go drinking every night and it doesn't knock them if I do that I'd be broke up I'd, wouldn't, I'd fucking be living on the streets and I wouldn't be able to cope do you know that kind of way so everyone's different and I know some people that if they smoke cannabis it just doesn't suit them they get paranoid all that kind of stuff so yeah each to their own each to their own I didn't even mean to talk about this I'm just, I just wanted to talk about the crazy dreams I had with monkeys Anyway, thanks to everybody that came out to the Mermaid Theatre in Bray. I got to support Enya Martin and got to do the first half of that show. Also tried out that David Seaman joke that I was telling you in the last podcast. Went down a treat. Also tried that new joke about getting started on in the Lewis. Went down a treat. So, yeah, lads, I'm getting my mojo back with writing. I'm being very prolific. The open mics are working out. Do you know that kind of way? Thanks to everybody that's buying tickets to the Mallow Show. Uh, if Jessica could leave a link at the bottom of this podcast so you can go straight and buy tickets for the Fred Cook night and Laura O'Mahony night in um, Mallow. Also, guys, on the 13th, 
the 13th of April in Mallow again. We'll have Joe Rooney, Father Demo from uh, Father Ted. He's coming down uh, the 13th of April. We tried to do that right before the pandemic and the pandemic ruined it. So yeah, guys, if you'd like to come see uh, Father Demo from Father Ted, I'll be emceeing that night as well. Uh, tickets will be going on sale for that in the next two weeks. So tickets aren't on sale for that yet. But if you want to get tickets for Fred Cook's night, we will leave a link at the bottom of this podcast. Give a five-star review for the podcast. Like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on and recommend to a friend. Yeah, so class night at the Mermaid Theatre with 250 people and you sold out. We both fucking murdered as well. And she had a lot of new stuff as well, so it was great to see. We're both working on some new stuff right now, trying our new bits out and taking notes and all that kind of stuff. So it was good to see her doing well, me doing well and driving it on. So thanks very much for everyone who came out. And uh, yeah, really appreciate it. I don't know why I'm saying that. She sells out every show, so do you know what I mean? Thanks to everyone who bought tickets for her, and I'm delighted to be part of it. So anyway... What I wanted this podcast to be about, guys, was actually scammers. There is scam calls. I am getting a scam call every single day of the week. Like back in the day, you just get an email about an African prince, and you could kind of tell that it was a scam. But I feel sorry for all people, man. They're getting better. These scammers, man, they're getting better, like, you know? And I, I, I feel sorry for all people that aren't technological, tech, tech, uh, tech, you know what I mean, tech advanced. There we go. I feel sorry for old people that, you know what I mean, wouldn't be clued in that, you know, like they'd have a heart of gold and then they'd fall for these scams. Of course, us young people, we can call it from a mile away. Like, first off, the main tell for me, right, is that if it's from a private number or an 089 number, I honestly, right, I trust, oh, I trust private numbers more than I trust an 089 number. If you have an 089 number, get, I'm not answering the phone to you, like. Like, it could be my mother, she could be tied up to the railroad and a train is coming. Mike, come get me, I'm going I'm to be rolled over by a train. I'd be like, nah, I can't answer that, it's an 089 number. She'd have a way better chance if she called me with a private number. Now, in Ireland, for anybody that is not from Ireland, you have our phone numbers, they usually start predominantly with 085, 086, 087 and the odd 083. Now, 089 means, I, I think it's Tesco Mobile, and any time I get an 089 call, it's, it's one of two things. I'm getting scammed, or it's an Indian guy wanting to do a survey, constantly, boy. 089, hello, would you like to take a survey? We'd like to hear about what you would think about the water in your country. It's like, how did you get this number, boy? How did you get this number? Are you just typing random numbers into your phone and you got me, like, do you know what I mean? I swear to God, like, where are you coming? Hello, Michael. How do you know my name? What did I sign up for? How do you know my name, Indian man? How do you know my name? Michael, we got your number from somewhere else. I don't know all that. So 089, I'm, I don't answer to 089, right? But anyway, I'll tell a lie. I, I answered two 089s this week, and this is what has led me to the podcast. And it's been scammers. So I answer the phone. There's about a two-second break. And then it's like a robot. It's like, Michael, we would like to speak to you about your Revolut. I don't even have fucking Revolut. Like, I don't even have Revolut, you mug. So do your research. Do you know what I mean? But there's people falling for this. It's like, we have a 90 euro um, uh, fine, or someone took 90 euro dollars away from your uh, Revolut. Please enter your bank details and all this kind of stuff. It's fucking mental. But the amount of people that will fall for that, like... Is, is is actually like the only reason they exist is because it's they get money like 
Do you know what I mean? That's the only, if, they didn't, if, if they didn't get any money, if it wasn't working, it wouldn't be around now. Like. So it scares me, like, do you know, that an 089 number is ringing people, old ladies, old men, and taking their life savings away from them because they're good people at heart. And, they, you know what I mean, they'd pay an Af- African fr- prince or they'd pay someone that's... Do you know what I mean? I don't know, lad. I don't know. But d- for me, I might be wrong, but I don't trust 089 numbers. If you got an 089 number, change your number. Change your number. Now, it might be cheaper to be with Tesco for that big fan of. Oh, if you find a deal. But, like, I have an 085 number, and I think I pay a tenner a month, and I have unlimited data calls to everybody. So, like, there is no reason for you to have an 089 number. Like, do you know what I mean? If I would pay a tenner a month extra not to have an 089 number, people don't trust you. I'm, I Let me be that friend to tell you. People don't trust you, lad, if you got an 089 number. They don't trust you, like. Hello, Michael, how are you? Would you like to take a survey today? How did you get my number, mate? Do you know what I mean? I don't know how you got my number. But anyway, what's happening to me now is I got an email, right? So recently, by recently, I mean about three months ago. So it kind of goes hand in hand with these scammer calls, right? But I got an email to my comedy email, okay? And I've also been getting it through my comedy, like not my personal um email or how my friends would text me or anything like that like but like let's say my social media is for comedy mike morgan comedy right so they think i'm a comedian and for some reason they think i've money they've never seen me do comedy then if they think that because like (laughs) this is ridiculous like this is ridiculous right so i got an email to my mike morgan comedy an email saying mike your comedy facebook thing has been hacked oh no 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 it said this so we have mike morgan we have uncompromising um my girlfriend actually got this, but they tried to get me by the ghoulies with a, saying that we have your username, all this kind of shit. We'll post it for everything and on your Mike Morgan kind of thing and your your image will be ruined and all this. I, anyway, my, my sister or my girlfriend got one as well and I got a similar one. And it was saying that we have un- uncompromising footage of you from your laptop camera. So they basically said that, they've, that they have footage of me jacking off. And I just said, thank you because you just gave me the best idea for a joke. Because, like, that is hilarious. Like, so you think, because I do comedy, first off, that you have money. They asked me for 10 grand. 10 fucking bags. Mate, I do comedy. I don't have fucking 10 bags. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where the fuck? If you ask for 37 euro and a nudge for a joint, you might have some fucking chance, right? But 10 bags, kid, even if you have the footage, like, you're going to have to post it. Like, cause I don't have 10 bags. Like, I don't got to give it to you. Like, do you know what I mean? Even if I did. Do you know what I mean? But wouldn't it be a fun fun joke like if you like um, just posted a, a video of you jacking off on Facebook Live yourself to beat the scammers? Do you know what I mean? It's like, haha, you can't extort me now, you fuckers. Here's me jacking off into a sock on Facebook Live, like just in case you put up the, fo- the footage that you already have. Like, do you know what I mean? I think that'd be a hilarious joke. So anyway, and it would tie into my David Seaman joke because I could be jacking off into a sock on Facebook Live and then go, Seaman! Like that, which would tie into my David Seaman joke. So thank you, scammers. You've given me a callback to my new David Seaman joke. Now I'm go- I, have a, I have a scammers joke that's going to tie in to me jacking in to a sock saying semen at the top of my lungs and my dad's gonna run into the room just like he did in the last one in my last joke going Mike are you alright brilliant fucking brilliant thank you scammers you gave me a joke but 10 fucking bags they asked for lads 10 grand they asked for lads for, uh, f- because they have footage of me jacking off lad throw up the footage by I couldn't give a shit 10 fucking grand do you think people are that insecure obviously people are that insecure do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm an accountant. I can't have footage of me jacking off. You're not that important, Samuel. 
Dave, whatever the fuck your name is. If I see footage you jacking off, kid, I'll just laugh and scroll to the next thing. Don't be giving the scammer ten fucking bags. Do you know what I mean? It was, he just got you by the ghoulies and just take the hit. Do you know? Stop giving... Like, that's the other thing. Social media has made us all think that we're more important than we are. We're not important at all. You know what I mean? Well, you are important. I didn't mean that to sound like that, but like... We, we seem to care by what other people think. So the scammers have cop- copped onto that and they've said people care so much about what they think. They don't want strangers looking at them jacking off. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and people will, ta- will pay 10,000 euros for that footage not to go up online. Like, to me, that's crazy. Take, put up the footage, mate. Put up the footage. You're not getting 10 grand now. I couldn't give a fuck what Noel down the road thinks. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's probably jacking off the weirdo shit on his laptop. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. You won't be able to open my laptop with how sticky it is. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. But still, still, still. Anyway, guys, that's didn't really talk about anything I wanted to talk about today on the podcast, but uh, thanks very much. I'll leave a link at the end of this uh, so you can click the link for the Mallow Show, 23rd of February in the High B Hotel. Hotel. Thanks to everyone who's bought tickets. Tickets, tickets flying out the door. I want to fill up this fucking function room, guys. So I want hundreds of people to come. So, um... Please buy tickets. It's going to be a great night. So thanks very much. Uh, Yeah, guys, see you on the next podcast. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.